Uh, I'm not sure where to go with this one. So I'm glad that we've got somebody who will understand it a little bit more than I, because I am surprised at the numbers that just came out about the provincial standardized math test that was taken by a number of Ontario sixth graders. And they really struggled with this standardized math test. So before we get into breakdowns and unions and all of that, I'd like to welcome Maddie DiMuccio, president of the Society of Quality Education. Maddie, good evening. Good evening, Rob. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, it's my pleasure. And especially when you've got the insight into something that I think raises many an eyebrow, which is the struggles of this provincial standardized math test. Can you break that down for me? And is this worth looking at the alarm or is this simply uh, a false alarm? Actually, this is a pretty big deal. It's not a small uh, story. It's it's a big story. Um, you know, and just for your listeners, I, I speak on behalf of so many parents, my own children included, who are, you know, just starting their first, one of my, my youngest is starting his first year of university. So I have firsthand experience on what they've been going through in the struggle. So, you know, as a background, EQAO, you know, Education Quality and Accountability Office in Ontario, it's essentially the only metric that we have to measure how our children are faring in school. And so when we see these types of results, it's a red flag. Um, you know, these statistics are completely unacceptable for any Canadian province, but especially Ontario. And in fact, Ontario, with the exception of Manitoba, is among the lowest scores in the entire um, uh, in, in the entire country. Okay, so this is really a red flag. Now, you know, I've, I'm reading the story behind it. I'm reading the um, comments from the minister, the education minister blames the pandemic. And I hope your listeners get this because it was not the pandemic. It was, uh, it was the policy of remote learning implemented by the ministry. I mean, nobody was forced to shut down schools regardless of how you feel about what the policies are, this was 100% a Ford government policy. Um, and make m- no mistake that that policy is having serious repercussions and we're just starting to see those effects. But I, I will say, just as a counterpoint to that, Maddie, and I, I do appreciate what you're saying, but I watched my daughter have to do a whole year of math from Zoom calls and Zoom conversations. And I think of many topics in school that I might be able to float by in if I missed a week or a month. Math isn't one of them. So I can understand why some might assume that that is, in fact, at least a component as opposed to just policy from the Ford government. Well, I'm glad you brought that anecdotal experience because I also wanted to share my own. And so I can tell you that many students in first year of university are struggling with ma- with math because large mm. gaps of learning were missed. And and I've seen the problem just as you have on your end, but I've seen the problems firsthand with my own son. He started his first year of chemical engineering at university this fall, which, as you know, has a huge math component. When he was in grade 12 during the pandemic, he had lost an entire gap of math in grade 12. And when I called his teacher to ask why this component of his curriculum was missed, his teacher blamed it on the pandemic. And, you know, we had to do all those things in, in a hurry. So we had to leave that out. And so I actually had to negotiate uh, with her for my son to sort of to redo his test on, on a math lesson that he was never even taught in school and which he had to actually learn on his own with math material that we gathered online. So now imagine hundreds of like imagine thousands of other students and parents with that same experience who didn't have the resources or wherewithal to do that. And where are those kids today and what opportunities have they missed and what kind of struggles and challenges are they having? Because I can tell you, as these kids are moving on to secondary school and in university and college, they are having problems with this. 
So I had a had a coach once that said, don't bring me your trouble, bring me your solution. And I right, thought right. to myself in this moment right now, you're right. There is a boatload of kids in this province that are probably feeling really lost at sea. What is the solution? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we know that math scores have not improved since Ford took office and, and they've worsened and, and laying blame, as I said, on the pandemic is a deflection of responsibilities. We, the first solution is we have to have higher standards and we should not accept anything besides that. Um, you know, I understand that um, the government's plan of providing money for private tutors, but, but, but that might help, but we don't even know the details of that yet. You know, how many tutor lessons, who qualifies, et cetera. Um, the biggest thing though, is that what I, what I think is disturbing is that while we're in the throes of, a, of municipal elections across Ontario, I have not personally seen any single school board trustee candidate running on improving actual academics. Instead, I'm seeing the discourse focusing on political ideology. And while the dialogue continues to be on social issues and inclusion, which I think we agree we all respect, academics in the meantime are falling at a rapid pace. And I have not seen any dialogue or any discussion on how we're throwing money at it. With no metrics, we don't even know what the results are going to be. We don't even have a plan in place. And that really... Um, is going to have long-term problems that possibly last the lifetime of that student um, and their and their future endeavors and their success. Maddie, unfortunately, I've only got about a minute and a half here, but I do want to touch on the other story, which is the mediated contract negotiations between the government and CUPE breaking down ahead of the strike, uh, strike deadline. What's the latest on this? Well, I mean, this is not a surprise. We've seen this story before. Uh, I, yes. I've said before on the show uh, in prior shows just a few weeks ago that I think that what they are asking, what the unions are asking are ridiculous. Having, you know, requesting a, an increase of 11% is just not sustainable, especially in this economy, especially as we are in the throes of a, um, of, of, an econo- of, a, of a recession. It's not acceptable. I understand the cost of living has gone up. I understand that we're all struggling. Not everybody, you know, has the luxury of, of negotiating with their employer as unions do with their with the government, but I think that we have to really, as you know, they say the old strap on, you know, strap your belt strap or make it tighter. This is what we all have to do. And it's just depressing to see this, 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 this fighting going on, because I know these are not teachers, mind you, these are educational workers. Um, but at the end of the day, um, again, the, the dialogue has always been about, you know, never about the student, never about the service that the student is getting, never about the parents, never about the student success. Um, it's always been about, it just continues to be about uh, compensation. And that's just very depressing for me as a parent. Um, I'm certainly not slagging teachers. I'm not slagging education workers. But I think that we all have to um, understand that, you know, these are not regular times. And, um, you know, no, nobody, is, nobody should be uh, more privileged in getting more money than other, other people that are struggling with the with their, you know, wallets and, and the cost of living as well. So I think we need to be fair in this. And I think that, um, you know, if the government has to bring them back to work, then then so be it. That's just how it is. Hmm. Maddie, you brought a lot to the table today and a, a lot to think about. I appreciate your time this evening. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Robin. I wish you a good night. Thank you very much. Maddie DiMuccio, President of the Society of Quality Education. I'm Rob Fay, and this is On Point.